You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Yeah, I know it's been a couple of weeks. Give me a break. You took a couple of weeks off. We took a couple of weeks off. Did you miss us? We're back. It's time for us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. I didn't miss us at all. We had so much <laughs> stuff going on for the holidays. He's you know what? Smith. I didn't miss this show. <laughs> you know, I wondered why I didn't get any of those whiny phone calls about, are we going to record today? Or We're off. It's Christmas. What are we doing? Ho, ho, ho. New Year's. James Hong is with us. We've got we've got some of the best teachers in the world right here on the show right at this very moment. And what we're going to discuss since it's a brand new year is what the hell are you going to do this year to finally get your game where you have told people it's been all these years? Well, I hope that at some point, <laughs> some of these folks out here listening to that are going to go, you know, I'm probably going to have to ante up for some good golf lessons and really do something about it. Yeah. Can we right now just resolve to agree amongst ourselves that buying new equipment is not going to fix your game? I would throw my hand in the air and say, you know what? It won't fix it. It might have a little impact on it. Mm, sure. Yeah. But if it's not a, if, if you're playing with something that's reasonably fit to you today, a brand new set of fitted clubs is not going to change your world. Yeah. But boy, a say, couple of golf lessons from James Tong sure would. If you, <laughs> if you don't know how to swing a $7 club, you got it goodwill. You're not going to know how to swing a $700 club you get at PJ Superstore. You're going yeah, to I, have to talk to one of these gentlemen here. I, I was just trying out um, some new clubs from another company the other day and comparing them to like the current version of whatever club they have out. Mm -hmm. And all I kept thinking was, I don't see anything better. And I actually like the, the current model better than the new model that's coming out next year. I, I'm guilty of reading headlines often and not delving deeply into news stories, which I think explains you know, describes probably 95% of us. But I saw a headline the other day that said new USGA rules will make most golf clubs obsolete if bought before 2012. <laughs> what? Either of you, either of you know what the hell they're talking about? No, I do not know what they're talking about. Okay. James, I you mean, got a clue. If they're going to roll back the ball, then it doesn't make them obsolete. It makes them new. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> gonna to, yeah. I'm going to have to break out those MP14s that I have in a box in the garage. <laughs> well, James, I don't know if you heard it, but oh, a handful of weeks back when the the ball rollback thing was oh being tossed out there when it was brand new, we did a we did a show and John poked me a little bit about it and I kind of went off. Had some issues. I put on my I can't stand the USGA hat and uh, kind of let them have it. <laughs> yeah. So now barrels. Yes. It, I, you know what? I, I don't understand the, the I understand some of the reasoning in terms of the older courses being obsolete because of the distances that we're hitting them now, et cetera. But the, the distances that we we are hitting them, we I mean, yeah. You mean normal I'm, human beings? Yeah. Uh, you know what? 
us normal hit human beings are not hitting it 30, 40, 50 yards further. No. The 1% of the 1% might be for the most part. I mean, I even saw uh, there was a listing the other day. I forgot where I saw it, where it was like the average tour speeds, the ball speeds, yeah. and the, the slowest to the fastest. And and the slowest was one, I think, 152 miles per hour, 156. That's human. Right. It's 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 like so the lower end of the spectrum, basically, they're they're pretty close to us mortals. You're basically telling them to retire. So um, yeah. you, you, you can't tell me the higher end people like a Roy McElroy. Now you're bringing them closer to that person that was on the other end of the spectrum. No, that 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 variance is going to remain there regardless of what they yeah. do. But the ratio it, it will, doesn't get worse. The ratio might doesn't get same. worse, right? And it's it's like I don't know what the I know for instance I know of one person who a couple of weeks ago we were doing some stuff and he he was an older guy he's in his sixties and he was hitting seven irons hundred fifty five yards hundred fifty hundred fifty five once in a while one forty eight and he was through the roof full of joy he was so happy that he was hitting it farther. That he felt like, hey, you know what? I can keep up with yeah. with my sons and everything. And now you're telling, so to say that distance isn't something that makes us happy, it, it's not the most important thing. It's like a, a one of these golf courses is not becoming obsolete to the average golfer. No, no, it's not. And now, no. now his now his one fifty one fifty five is now going to come down to what one forty five one fifty, yeah. and. That's what he was hitting it before. And this guy is now wants to play again. He wants to play more. He wants to take more lessons because we got him 10 more yards. Well, basically now what we're telling him is, oh, you know what we just did for you? Forget about that. Never mind. Yeah. You know, wish we could do it again, but you're not physically capable of it. Right. You know, the, any anything that has to do with equipment outside of, you know, I'm I'm not even so sure about a few years ago when they they came out with those hot face drivers you know mm -hmm. james you remember that erc driver <laughs> that callaway had yep. that was you know i mean basically what they did is they had a hot face on the driver and they had it so it was um you know the the springing effect of it the trampoline effect so we call it right it was producing ball speeds that were pretty darn high but it was only going to work a lot for the people with really high club head speed and oh yeah by the way they were going to break the face of it pretty soon anyway yep you know so what they're what they're doing now there's a company out in arizona i saw that they're milling the face of a driver down based upon your club head speed so that way you can hit it further right. still have the original manufacturer's driver and so it could be legal as you look at it, right? Right. And yet still have a hot face on it because they milled it down. Well, pretty soon what's going to happen is that face going to crack. And, you know, that's a short-winded, short-lived thing, I should say. Yeah. But yeah. here they are doing all kinds of things with equipment. I don't know why they just don't let it go to the point where, okay, physics says this is the fastest your ball can come off the face of the club. Why don't you just let them make clubs like that? Because pretty yep. soon you get these big behemoth athletes who are going to swing these things and they're going to break the face of the thing anyway. So well, they're going to sell more heads. <laughs> right? the, the, 
I mean, I would think also, as smart as these engineers are, all right, so you're going to make the ball shorter, more spinny, or whatever it is that's, that's going to make the ball go shorter. It's yeah. well, well, then why don't you just take the clubs and de loft them and reweight them so that now that the seven iron may have the loft of a five iron, but it's flying like a seven iron again. Right. Let me ask you guys so, how, how does <clears throat> the, the equipment rules? of the USGA affect the average golfer. I mean, what, what am I going to be precluded from doing if I walk onto a course with, with a club that is non-conforming or balls that don't conform? Well, first, John, we have to go to, with the premise that you don't really care about the rules anyway. So what are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. Well, that's, that's the bottom line. You the masses. I right? do. Yes. So what what is it I will be precluded from doing? I mean, nobody I, checks my balls now when I when I get to the course. Nobody looks at my my driver, yeah, make sure it conforms or any of that. You know, I I don't think it's like that. People are going to be checking your equipment. It's you're going to be noticing the performance difference. So if you're indeed hitting it shorter, uh, how is that going to affect your play? Is is it going to? Are you going to be more unhappy playing and therefore less likely to want to play? Because it's like, oh, you know, those these par fours, I can't reach them in two anymore. I, it's it, three years ago I used to be able to reach them in two. Now I can't. Yeah, but and, I mean, if I if I go to 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 Dick's two days before the rule goes into effect and buy four dozen Pro V ones, right, that are not the new style, and continue to play with those, I mean, no one's going to notice that. No, nobody's going to care either. Nobody, nobody's going to nobody's going to exactly. care. Exactly. Well, are they are they going to move the tees up as well? It's like, or are they keeping the tees where they are? They're going to keep the tees where they are. So, I mean, that was the whole point of it is to make things to, yeah. to make the ball fly shorter so that distances are so that you're you're playing longer distances into the green. Exactly. And you USGA, let, let me just tell you something, okay? Because obviously you're too stupid to figure it out on your own. If you want the game of golf to grow, make it easier for people with less ability to play well. You know, I've gone through this thing. James and I have talked about this before. He's done it a little bit too, where here we are working with new golfers mm -hmm. and people who want to play decent golf, but they're normal human beings with normal human being lives. And they're not going to be out on tour next week on television playing for a bazillion dollars. Yeah. What are we doing with these people? We're encouraging them to do almost everything that they can do to get better, including one of the things that I do. I got a set of clubs, nice cavity back, set of regular flex men's clubs. Every one of them has got a training grip on it. Mm -hmm. Every one. Is it legal? No. Do we care? No. no but what right. they did is they went out and understood throughout a round of golf what's going to happen if they use a better grip. They'll be able to straighten out the club face at the ball. The ball flies a little higher, flies a little straighter. Everybody's happy. And next thing you know, they adopt a better grip because they played with one for a whole round of golf and realize, oh, my gosh, this doesn't feel so funny. It actually works. Exactly. And nobody, like he says, nobody cares. So nobody. what's your number? What number are you going to break this year? You don't have to tell us. Just think about it, and we'll come back, and we'll tell you how to do that. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys.
If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been and paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. Jeff Smith, top 100 teacher. James Hong is one of Jeff's bosom buddies. And, and James, you're, you're up in New York, Long Island somewhere? Out in uh, North Hempstead. James Hong, by the way, every time there's a list that comes out, he's always listed high up on that list of teachers in the Met section in New York. This guy's been U.S. Kids master instructor for years, a GRAA elite instructor, and he is now on the list of Golf Magazine, Teachers to Watch. He's been on that list a couple times. This guy knows what he's talking about, so we're we'll happy to, put, to have him on the show. I have to put this up on YouTube so actually you can watch James Hong instead of just listen to him. Yeah, but good you idea. should probably listen because what he spews forth is, is golden nuggets. You've got a number you want to break. You've wanted to break it for a while. What have you done? Well, you bought a new putter every two months. <laughs> you bought a new driver because, you know, the the inside cover of Golf Digest magazine said this was the latest and the greatest thing and you needed it. And it was going to let you hit it straight and far. Even if your swing was messed up. Oh, they forgot to tell you that part. You have to have the right swing in order to make it go long and far and straight. How about maybe you talk to a guy like Jeff or a guy like James and say, hey, watch me and please tell me how to let me break whatever my number is. Let's say you're breaking 90 for the first time. There's some keys that are that you just got to do to break 90 on a regular basis. And, and they're not all that hard. You know, and then I'll talk about the keys to break 80, you know, and then we could talk about some of the keys to break 70 if you really want to get that far, right? So we, <laughs> let's let's get into that. James, what a guy that's sitting there, he's got to break 90. That's his number this year. He wants to shoot in the 80s. What kind of stuff are you going to have a conversation with him over? He sits down with you and says, man, what do I got to do? What are the big things I got to do to break 90? Where are you headed with that? I mean, there isn't just one answer, but I think what you have to find out for the person is, is exactly what is it that they need to work on or focus on? Everyone just seems to think, let me dump my balls out at the range and hit some balls or read a couple of golf articles or watch a couple of YouTube videos. In, mm -hmm. in actuality, what I would be asking is, um, how much time are you going to have to practice, number one? I understand the reality of it. You may have a job. You may have a family. You're not going to have five hours a day, six days a week to work on your game. If anything, have two hours total. Is it a case of, well, let's find out where a weakness is. Where do you always find yourself? I always find myself 50 yards from the hole. Uh, and those are the ones I always double or triple bogey. All right, let's work on some, let's work on scoring from inside of 50, inside of 100 yards, understanding that. 
maybe it's just their perception of how the game is played. It, a lot of times people are surprised when because they look at the scorecard and they see par four that if they don't get a four or less, that it's a disaster waiting to happen. And it's it's like, well, there's nothing wrong with getting a five on that hole, especially if it's a 495-yard par four yeah. and the longest drive you ever hit in your life was 205. Right. So it's it's understanding that and maybe and and I've I've asked this question, I know a lot of teachers have as well. It's if you bogey every single hole on the course, assuming it's a par 72 course, what did you shoot that day? And people do the math and go like, well, I shot 90. And I said, well, isn't that your goal to shoot 90? And in whenever you play, how many pars do you make? Oh, you know, I can make three, four pars. All right, let's put those three or four pars on that scorecard. It's now an 87. Right. And how many times do you look at your at that hole that's a par four and say, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a personal par five and see what happens. And I, I brought this up with Jeff a couple of times where I've gone out and playing lessons for nine holes with the person. And I've actually told them, you're not allowed to hit the green in regulation, normal regulation. You have So if it's a par four, you got to hit that green in three shots. And then you two putt. And it's amazing how many people walk away from the nine holes going, that's the lowest nine holes I've ever played in my life. Yeah, because a lot of times when you push yourself, you don't just bogey the holes you don't par, the, the two or three right. holes you don't par. You you double and triple bogey those because you've screwed it up trying to trying to par them and you I, just mess everything up. I, I always laugh about this one woman who it's like she's always complaining, I can't hit my three wood. I can't hit my three wood. And she hits her driver like maybe 150, 175. She hits her driver on a par four and she's got 230 yards into the green and she's pulling out her three wood. Mm-hmm. Why are you hitting your three wood? Oh, because I'm 230. I have to get it up there as far. I thought you said you can't hit this club. Oh, I know it's terrible. Then why are you hitting it? So I can get close to the green. Well, why don't you just hit your six iron or your hybrid? She hits it up there. She's got about whatever it was, 70, 80 yards in. And she's actually really good with her nine iron pitching wedge, mm-hmm. et cetera. She hits it to the center of the green and she two putts. And she walks off and she didn't even do the math. She's just kind of like, I can't believe you didn't let me hit my three wood. And I go, you know, Mrs. Whatever. What did you just get on the hole? I got a five. Right. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, Play within yourself, you man. Yourself? Right. Exactly. You know, what if your number is 85, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden you know, you're, you're constantly above 85, but below 95. Right. Mm-hmm. I think to, to go along with what James just said was basically, you know, he, he said it in such a nice way that usually doesn't happen on this show, but basically it was said, <laughs> you know, cause, cause I'm on it. <laughs> basically what he just said was get your head out of your rear end and play the right club. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Yeah. Right. But let's let's think about it to get even better. Let's at least look at the putter. Yeah. And save some strokes with that thing. Yeah. You know, let's say you're you're into the into that 95 to 85 zone and you want to break 85. Why don't you do what James just did and somewhat pay attention to how many three putts do you have? And what if we took three or four of those away? Yeah. Because people 
they, they'll lie to you all the time. James gets lied to every day on his lesson tee, just like I do. When we say, we ask questions about how good a putter you are, and they all say, oh, I'm a good putter. Yeah, I got that down. No problem. Yeah. It, the, the people are so dismissive of that because what they <coughs> want is this emotional part of the game. John, we've talked about this at, at, at nauseum. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, is what people really want out of us is they want to hit a ball and they want it to go far and feel good and go straight. And if they do that, they'll, they'll spend most of their time on that. They'll ignore their putting. So the, the line is, is always, when the question gets asked, the line is always, yeah, I'm a good putter. Yeah. Or no, I putt just fine. Or putting's not my problem. Right. Or whatever that is. Guess what? <laughs> I'll throw, I'll just take him over to the green and just say, okay. And I'll just go, go give them five different 15 footers to 20 footers. And they're three putting most of them. Yeah. Not just a few of them. They're three putting most of them. I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're going to, if we're going to drop them down below 85, we got to pay attention to what James is saying. And then we got to do that same thing for putters going, yeah, I'll bet not. Bet you're yeah. not as good as what you think. Yeah. We we've discussed before that, that, for someone who's serious about hitting a lower number, you really need to a is get realistic about your abilities. And two is start at the green and work your way backwards because, because the, the margin of error gets much more narrow, the closer you get to the hole. So stop making mistakes when a little mistake can lead to a large score. I think that it also drives people toward a scoring mentality have an up and down contests, you know, Mm -hmm. see if you can go off the green for 18 different holes in random places and see if you can score a 36, see if you can get it up and down 18 times. I know one of the things that I talk a lot about with, with, with players is uh, especially like you were saying, the people that are trying to break 85 or 90 is when you're off the green, let's, let's say it could be 25 yards, 50 yards or 25 feet, a chip shot. What's your target score from here into the hole? Are you looking at it as I'm trying to get this ball in the hole in three shots or less? Worst I want to get here is three from this spot. What is that putting distance where you can comfortably two putt? I'll test them out where I'll say like, I'm going to put them at, let's say 10 feet, drop a couple of balls. Do you think you can, you can get this in the hole in one putt or two putts? Let's say it turns out 15 feet is wet. That's the point where, yeah, you get a little shaky. Sometimes you one putt, sometimes you two putt. Sometimes you three putt. So, you know, anything inside of 15 feet, it's reasonable to think that you're going to get one or two putts into the hole. And then what I start to do is walk around the hole in a 15 foot radius, which means it's 30 feet around. Your job is to chip your ball or pitch your ball into that 30 foot circle. How big is that target? And they go, oh my God, that's a pretty big target, it's right? Huge, yeah. Especially you've only been looking at that cup. If you can chip it or pitch it into that 30 foot circle. You're likely going to two putt. There's your three. That's the worst that you're going to get. You might even one putt that you get a two. I'm not saying be happy if you hit it to 12 feet. I'm just saying, understand that if you do hit it within 12 feet, your score is going to be reasonable. And what happens is they start to notice that they're chipping it closer simply because of what you just said. They took the pressure off of themselves to hit it to two feet. Gotcha. More tips, more techniques, more tricks. Hit your number. Yeah, make that resolution and stick around. We got more coming right back. We are on those weekend golf guys. 
Well, of course, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and follow us. Like us, please. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Defense Attorneys, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. If you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn how you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, Call today. We're offering a free $250 Visa gift card to show you how we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. Call today for your complimentary free consultation and learn how to get your $250 Visa gift card. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. James Hong from up in New York. New York is with us, another great golf instructor. And we are telling you things that you may want to consider resolving to do this year um, to hit your number or to break your number, whatever the number is you've been promising yourself you're going to break for oh so long. Um, One quick question, guys, and and we'll go to, to Jeff and then James. But Share share a technique because probably at least 50% of the audience right now is in places where they can't go play golf. It's too cold. So uh-huh. a couple ideas on how to prepare themselves to break that number while inside. James is teaching currently at an indoor place because he's been, he's been doing that, you know, for quite some time. And so have I, you know, wintertime rolls around. Mm-hmm. I've been in Indiana and, um, He's been in New York and he's always had an indoor place and he's got a, a, he's at a nicer indoor place this year than what he's, what he's had. Um, But he sees all kinds of people and he makes them better all winter. James, what are the, what are the big three things that you do to make sure everybody's getting better by the time they can get back out there and uh, get on some grass? Well, one thing I do is I keep in touch with them just because the lesson is over. doesn't mean that's it. Uh, I, I use on-form golf, and I'm constantly sending messages, uh, asking them how you're doing, how's the practice been going, because I'll, I'll tell them in the videos, the lesson videos, exactly what I want them to work on. And they're supposed to be providing me with feedback. Uh, some, some people actually have, uh, let, let's say, an indoor simulator at their house, or they, they have a net set up. And just asking them, how's it going? Tell me what, what the progress is like. Tell me if you have any questions. Also, what I'm doing is, is people, not everybody has that ability, has that luxury. So when I'm talking to the students, I'm always asking them, where are you going to practice? And, oh, I don't have a place. So I give them a lot of things that they can do uh, without a club, without a ball, or they can do it maybe making just dry swings in the garage or something like that without hitting a ball and giving them some tips to work on their putting where they could just do it in their living room on their carpet. But just making sure that they they don't have to feel like just because they can't hit a ball, they can't practice. You know, I've been doing a lot of that, as you know. And uh, there's there's things there that people, 
they they only have this scope of their their mentality is I have to hit a ball in order to call it practice. And this is where James and I have gone on for years about going, no, 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 no. Huh? We need anything that's got some feedback that can show them that they're getting better at certain things. I'll use, you know, with, with no ball, I'll have them go to a place inside that they're not going to damage anything if they made a full swing. And I'll tie a ribbon onto their club and then let that ribbon pass through you know, two alignment sticks or a couple of sponges or a couple of things like a row of coins or something. So they can see that their swing at the bottom where the part that they care about, they see that that's where it went through. And if this ribbon is long enough and lightweight enough, it's about, you know, take a, like a wingspan of yours, you know, fingertip, extended fingertip to extended fingertip about that long. And just tie that thing onto the to the hosel of your club and just start swinging that you instantly get feedback. You instantly know that it went through the place that you want it to go through and you can see it. It's really a good thing. And sometimes that is the simplest form of getting better is building your confidence. But sometimes it's also good to realize, Hey, my hands are touching a club today and I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, and other things inside, you know, let's say you're at, at your house and I'll just have people chip pennies onto the sofa. Just that simple act is, hey, I've got a club in my hand. I'm making a small chipping motion and I'm wielding the club and I can feel it in my hands and I can land it on a very specific spot. And I can make small ones, medium ones and larger ones. But, you know. Every one of those is a golf swing. Every one of those makes me better at my short game. It develops touch on how hard I'm going to hit the stinking penny. But the truth is, is that, it, again, it puts the club in your hand and it gets you doing something that's athletic and it's visual and you can see it and you know that it's precise. Just those two things alone could be done indoors and it makes somebody better by the time they get outdoors. Yeah, I, I've, I've copied the ribbon idea from him as well. That great visual feedback. Uh, <clears throat> I know something that I started doing last year that I did more of as well this year is telling people don't hit a ball. Like, for instance, for a short game, we were just talking about that earlier, is what what do you feel like is a 50-yard shot? Just practice that swing. This feels like 50 yards. This feels like 50 yards. And groove that motion. And then eventually what we'll be able to do is whether we're indoors or we're outdoors, we can see how far that is. If we're indoors, we'll be on a launch monitor. And <clears throat> when they make that swing, it's a no-lose proposition because either they are hitting at 50 yards and they're really surprised. Wow, I didn't even hit any balls. I can't believe I was actually right. right? I was pretending I was making 50-yard swings. And look at that. I'm hitting them 52 yards. Or what happens is they're not hitting at 50 yards, but whatever yardage they're hitting it, they're consistent at that yard. It's just like, Gee, I, I thought that was 50 yards, but it's only 35. But look at the 10 balls I hit. They're all within three yards of each other. Right. Right. So you're always grooving that. All right. Now, you know, that's your 35 yard swing. Right. And the other one is your whatever swing. And that. And so what happens is, you know, I like the clock method, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, 11 o'clock to having them just, hey, just, just make 10 swings, nine o'clock, 11 o'clock. And let's find out next week how far you're hitting it. And, and people are surprised at how well they do not hitting a ball 
That doesn't work for people who have never seen a real clock face, though, does it? Yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, that's the, that's a difficult thing for a lot of these young ones, right? Because all they've seen is digital. <laughs> yeah, where's where's nine? Uh, 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 and you uh, see the parent in the corner going on. Yes, I feel sorry for for fighter pilots of our future. They'll have no idea what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> no, but sw- swinging, you know without breaking anything is, is easy to do. And like you say, you don't have to hit a ball uh, to groove a swing, you know, um, and, and Jeff has pounded that into my head repeatedly. I, you know what? And I'm surprised. I, I haven't pounded hard enough though. Cause you're still <laughs> up and, you know, talking every show and all that. Right. <laughs> but you know, I also like ping pong balls. And again, mm-hmm. we say this every year. I've been saying this for 13 years. We like ping pong balls, right. You know, cause you can go to the, the, the 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 big box stores of the world and buy yourself a bag of those foam ones. But what I found out with those foam ones is they leave little residue on the walls. Okay. They <laughs> found do. out the hard way the, too, didn't you? They did. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and at the same time, they're also a little bit heavier. But let me extol the virtues of a ping pong ball for just a moment for all of you people who are trying to test something indoors. They don't break anything. They don't knock pictures off the wall. Mm-hmm. They don't break lamps. No matter how hard, John, you try to fire that ping pong ball, hit it, right. and fire it at the at the picture of your mother-in-law, it will not break it. I actually had the frame of the picture of my mother-in-law dent the ping pong ball. So there you go. So, yeah. But it, at the same time, it also doesn't leave any marks on the walls. Yeah. And it doesn't break a television. Yeah. So, Amen. but it. It's also, you know, small and white or yellow and round. And so you can actually do it. Yeah. And without it's basically the things. same size too, isn't it? It's close. Yeah. It's I close. Mean, close. It's close it's enough for little, rock and roll. It's, it's a little bit smaller and that's okay. Yeah. But here's something that, that I, I always bring up. Um, it's fun to spin a ping pong ball. You can hit it. And hit a little pitch shot. And if you want to work on how how spinny your pitch shots can get, ping pong balls spin like crazy Mm -hmm. because they don't have a slick cover. So they bounce and they'll pull back at you. Like you can spin one. You can hit a 20-yard little pitcher, you know, or 20-foot little pitcher in 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 the house there, and it'll spin back to you. Yes, it will. And you know what else I found out? That if you were to put a large dot or a small line, you can actually see the direction yeah. the ball is spinning. Yeah. Right. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Which gives you an idea of, you know, if you learn about the spin axis of a golf ball, mm-hmm. um, you'll learn which kind of a shot you just hit. Yeah. By being able to see that with a ping pong ball. So it's, it's, there's a lot of benefits to the ping pong balls. Yeah. And they're like, what, a dollar 29 for a, for a, for a handful four. of them, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You can even buy them at the grocery store. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I've never seen ping pong paddles at the grocery store, but I saw, I saw ping pong balls over the Christmas holiday. <laughs> so I went, oh, well, Jeff will be happy. I'll have to notate this. But yeah. anyhow, hey, we've got some time yet together, and and we're still working on breaking your number. So these guys will be back in just a little bit, and we'll give you some more wonderful tidbits of information that you need to do whatever it is you need to do or what what you're planning on doing 
this coming season. We are right here. Come on back. We are those weekend golf guys. You want to know how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? Just go to jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. Check out the information there. Have you ever tried to buy gold and silver and felt like you were talking to a used car salesman? That's because the precious metals industry is like the Wild West. Salesmen can say pretty much anything or make any promise they want without repercussion. But Genesis Gold Group is different. They're a faith-driven Christian precious metals company and believe in educating their customers, not pressuring them for a quick sale. Genesis Gold Group focuses on customer service, not sleazy marketing. Genesis Gold Group is named after the first book of the Bible for a reason. Proper stewardship of wealth is their specialty. Find out why they've earned a 5 out of 5 rating through the Better Business Bureau and how they can help you secure your wealth or retirement through physical precious metals. Call right now to learn more. 800-239-6987. That's 800-239-6987. We've got a fun group for you to hang out with on Facebook. It's facebook.com, League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. I'm trying to break 80 this season. Is his Jeff Smith. He's the uh, Top 100 Teacher, Golf Magazine Top 100 Teacher that's going to help me do that. And James Hong, he's he's the guy that's going to, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe slide me one of his one of his Lego models when I do it as a congratulatory <laughs> salutation. Who knows? But anyhow... We'll see how that goes here. But one of the things that I'm hoping is going to help me, you know who Phil Mickelson is, right? Well, he has started another company and it's got nothing to do with gambling. It's called For Wellness. And it's something that Phil has always been doing with his performance coach. And they decided that maybe they'd share it with everybody. Now, if you drink coffee in the morning or the afternoon or wherever, but I mean, I I can't do a day without coffee. And when I show up for my tea time in the morning at the golf course, I have my thermos cup of coffee with me. Right. There is a thing that Phil Mickelson has done. It's a supplement. They've worked with supplements and I don't know how you've tried them or how you feel about them. But if I had a coffee supplement, (laughs) I wouldn't even have to think about it. You don't put powder in and mix it up or anything like that. You just brew the coffee and there it is. You want to put a little cream in there? Well, they've got creamer. That's also a supplement. Dave Phillips is the, is the performance coach that's been working with, with Phil Mickelson on this stuff. It is called right. for wellness and the coffee is delicious. And I haven't been able to have any and go play golf yet, but that's okay. Cause I, I can feel it making me feel better. I, I know what the effect is going to be. And I can't wait to uh, to to have you know the temperature hit above fifty again, so I can go out and take care of this whole thing. I've heard about this stuff. I think it's called the good stuff. Yeah, it is the good stuff. Exactly, that's what it is called, and that is what it's called. And this podcast, this 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 edition of those weekend golf guys is being sponsored by Four Wellness, which is the uh, the guy of the the company that makes the good stuff. It's a performance copy. It's a performance coffee supplement that supercharges natural benefits in just one scoop. You can enjoy better focus, which is good for golf, especially on the putting green, right? Uh, Better focus, uh, reduce the jitters, 
it's just it's just so much better. Okay, you can also support fat burning with the power of the good stuff's five key ingredients. I tell you what they are, but I can't pronounce half of them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If it's got these good things in it, they might actually get me to drink coffee. <laughs> right? I mean, it does go with pizza, man. That's all I got to tell you. It does That's, go with pizza. All right. I got. I got to. I got to call Dave Phillips and find out if I can blend the two together. See yeah. what kind of effect that'll have. So Phil and and uh, Dave Phillips got together. They joined forces. They created a simple and delicious way to get quality functional ingredients into your body as part of your daily routine without taking any pills or, you know, any powders or potions or any of that stuff. Okay. Uh, Dave co-founded the Titleist Performance Institute. Uh, he coaches uh, John Rahm. He's uh, bringing the unique health and wellness approach that he's used for the world's top athletes. And he's bringing it to all of us with for wellness. So let me That's tell great. you what we're going to do about you. Okay. Right. I know Jeff likes it and he's going to try it with pizza sometime right. soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I take it every morning. Love the taste. It's great. And I am a coffee fanatic. So tell you what we're going to do. If you drink coffee or if you don't, if you eat pizza, coffee goes with pizza. Jeff is proving that it is time to give for wellness a try. Okay. So just head to forwellness.com slash golf guys. Use the code golf guys. We'll get you 25% off your order. That's forwellness.com slash golf guys, 25% off and make sure you use the promo code golf guys. So they know Jeff and I sent you. Sounds like a good deal to me, man. Look, 25% off. Come on. It's pretty good. I know, right? Pizza kicking the butt. Hey, pizza and coffee. Yeah. And I mean, these guys know what they're doing and it's good. It's good. You know, I, I, I always look suspiciously upon anything that's got other stuff in it. Unless it's <laughs> bourbon, you know, <laughs> and, and then you just want to know if it's got extra bourbon in it. Is <laughs> that's, that it? You know, that's kind of a performance <laughs> enhancer too, you know, <laughs> at least you can make that <laughs> argument. But sure anyway. it is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I found out I three found minutes out, or something. Well, I found out after after looking back on it that it really doesn't help you perform any better. It just makes it so you don't care how bad you are. That's all. <laughs> that is all. Makes you but, perceive no. that you're better. <laughs> That's right. But let's get back to this, man. The, the, the guy's number is 80. He's breaking yeah. out this year, man. You promised you'd tell him what to do. All right. So let's let's think about this. So it's wintertime. So James and I work with people all the time, and that's where the, most of them are trying to get, right? They want to get to what everybody deems as good golf. Mm -hmm. And that is widely regarded as to things that they shoot in the 70s. Right. Right. In that decade of strokes right there, right? That 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 spot. Well, so I'm giving them a lot of drill things to do that are absolutely critical to scoring well. I'm going to give them things. And uh, we're going to start with the putter and we're going to make sure that they can aim the putter face and hit it the right distance mm -hmm. right away. Right. So I'm going to give them those things because it's indoors. We can't really talk much about green reading because there aren't a whole lot of slopes on these flat floors that we're putting on. Right. Hopefully. So, yeah. So what we're talking about is, can you aim the face of your putter? Can you stroke it and hit it the right distance? Can you start it? on the line that you want to start it on. Can you do those things? And if you can, we're working on what is commonly known as the mechanical pieces of your putting, right? right? 
Okay, we're going to do that. And we're going to do that a bunch. And we're going to give you some creative ways to go about it. And a lot of them are going to involve games where you're wanting to stay invested in this, right? You're going to give yourself personal challenges. I made this many in a row today. How many in a row can I make tomorrow? Can I match that? Can I improve or maintain every day this level of putting? So I'm going to go after the four-footers. I'm going to go after the five-footers, the six-footers, the seven-footers, the Mm eight-footers, the nine-footers, and the ten-footers. I'm going to go right in there because I'm going to drop drop their score. From four to 10 feet, I'm going to make them so good at those that they're going to drop their scores. And I'm going to make sure they do it in a game-like fashion. So every week we're shaking it up. Every week we're looking, sometimes we're looking for percentage of make, or sometimes we're looking for if it's a miss, which side was it on, and see what we can do about making it somewhat consistent so it's not a random pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going after all kinds of different things. James actually has worked with well putt. They make putting mats and he actually helped design one of their mats to give them some games. James, tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, some of the mats that we created a few years ago, we, you know, what we did is, is behind where the hole would be the imprint of the hole is where, where are the good areas you could miss what was too much speed? It went too far. Uh, which was the proper line? Which was the which was the wrong line, so to speak? So, and also giving some visual feedback in terms of what the target looks like. And for something that's a little bit further away, one of their longer mats. Let's say they they had a twenty six foot mat, a thirty foot mat. Is understanding uh, where you're going to leave the ball. Do you want to leave it short? Do you want to leave it long? Do you want to leave it to the right or to the left? So, just again like Jeff was saying about putting indoors, everything is usually flat. So just kind of getting some feedback in terms of speed control line. Are you starting it on the proper line and are you leaving the ball in a good spot? If you happen to miss the putt. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just, just James, think, man, if, if you were able to, to eliminate one putt on half of the holes on a, on a round of golf, that's nine strokes. That's even if you don't break 90, that brings you almost down to 80. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's, it's doable people and it's not outrageous to think, and you don't have to invest a whole lot of money in new clubs or any of that stuff. Talk to a PGA professional that you can, that you can relate to, that you can trust and that you like enough to hang out with them. And you're going to be breaking whatever the number is sooner than you could ever have expected to do that. So that is our suggestion to you. And, you know, you don't have to go to James. You don't have to go to Jeff. Go to anybody that's close to you that, you know, ask around, ask who the, who the best teacher in the in your neighborhood is and, and ask, ask other golfers, ask people you play with, and they'll let you know. And a little bit more uh, of a suggestion for you is were you to be here Every week with Jeff Smith and his compatriots who are the top golf instructors in the world, then you just pay attention. If you have any particular questions you need answered, ask us. You can just email either Jeff or me, John, at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We will address the specific situation on the air. And this is the year. 
you will break your number as soon as you can get out and play some golf. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.